Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's Friday morning, one and two. Time for us to chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, so I love the fact that, you know, we've seen some backtracking on this whole public consultation on the Land Act situation with the minister responsible, Nathan Cullen, but little bits of information keep coming out. Yeah, so the news media discovered that the government had launched a public consultation on major changes in the Land Act regarding co-management of Crown land with Indigenous nations. So we discovered they they launched it, public consultation without mm, telling the public. Uh, There was no news release. There was no announcement to the public that this is happening. They just posted it on the Engage BC website and let people find out for themselves. And Simi, after there was some coverage making an issue of this uh, here and elsewhere, the minister came out last week and said, you know what? I wish I had been more proactive about this. You know, Nathan Collin, he's done interviews. He said, you know, yeah, we should have we should have told the public about the public consultation, which is a novel idea. Anyway, uh, I've now discovered, Simi, that it turned out they did tell some people about the public consultation. They sent out advisories and invitations, not to the public, not to the news media, but to some of, uh, they call them stakeholders, but I think it would be better to characterize them as industry associations, major corporations with a stake in the economy. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have been consulted, but a member of the public out there wondering why they weren't told, uh, here's who was told. So Bell, uh, TELUS, BC Hydro, Fortis, Business Council of BC, Council of Forest Industries, Petroleum and Natural Gas Association, Tourism Coalition. So all, you know, as I said, these people have big stake in the economy. They have a big stake in what's happening with Crown Land. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been told, but it's interesting that the New Democrats told them and they chose not to tell the public this was happening. Okay, so what kind of engagement does the public get to have now? Well, yeah, and that's a good question, Simi, because the minister is out this week, Nathan Collin, talking about his deep engagement. He and his staff are meeting with all these industry associations and telling them where they're headed and telling them what it all means and all that, which, again, that's good. But if you're a member of the public and you want to say something about all this, you only have one option. You have to go to the Engage BC website, and it's out there, and you have to find this consultation, and you have to click on it. And when you click on it, you will find that the government would welcome your submission on what all this means. Only written submissions are being accepted. Don't go on for more than five pages. Be careful of your use of language. And they promise they'll read your submission and take it to account when they get around to drafting the legislation and passing it 
later this spring. So I would say it's still not a broad public consultation the way I would define it, although it is better than when they launched it in January and didn't even tell most people about it. Okay, that, um, that's a very tight timeline, even yes. if they're just meeting with the business groups now, too, and they're drafting up the legislation. That's the other issue here. This is a rush job. So yeah. they just, they're only just now telling the public that it exists. Um, the other thing the government is doing about this, Simi, is that, I mean, the minister says originally they were going to start drafting the legislation right now. They said they were going to start drafting the legislation in mid-February, and a couple of people, me included, said, um, you're going to start drafting the legislation before you've completed your consultations on it. That tells me you've already made up your mind about this. So the minister came out and said, no, 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 that's not happening. We are going to wait till the consultation is completed on the 31st of March. So that's the end of the budget year. And only then are we going to start drafting the legislation. Well, okay, I'll take the minister's word for that, except this week the government is circulating opinion pieces telling everyone, don't worry about this legislation. It's no big deal, right? This has all been anticipated ahead of time. It's fine. It doesn't change anything. And I'm reading these opinion pieces by some very well-intentioned people, including former BC Liberal Attorney General Jeff Plant. And I'm going, how can he be sure what's in this legislation when the minister has told us that they haven't even started drafting the legislation, unless, of course, they actually have. Because otherwise, how do you know what's in it? I mean, yeah. normally a cautious person would say, I hear the rhetoric, right? Um, you know, I, <laughs> Simi, one of the greatest trainers I've had in news media was Barbara McClintock, the legendary, yes. now sadly departed, reporter and columnist for the province. And I had only been at the legislature a year or two when she said to me, do not listen to what the minister says is going to be in the legislation. Do not listen to what the press release says is in the legislation. Read the legislation. And that, my advice, including to these very well-intentioned people out there who were saying this is no big deal and don't worry about it, no story here, I think I'll wait to mm -hmm. read the legislation before I reach that conclusion. Good. It sounds like you'll be able to read it soon, too. Um, Vaughn, there is more provincial politics to break down for you, including a pretty big announcement that Premier David Eby made yesterday about housing, Vaughn. Yes. So January of last year, David Eby announced that the government was taking $500 million out of the big budget surplus that existed then and putting it into a rental protection fund. That fund would allow the purchase of rental buildings that were in danger of being torn down or renovicted and taken off the rental housing market. Um, and that was the whole uh, gist of the announcement. It's taken a while, but we got the first purchase yesterday. So two... Uh, condominium buildings, uh, sorry, co-op buildings in Coquitlam, um, 290 units of housing semi. And it's interesting, they put out the numbers for what this purchase has cost. So it's taking $71 million out of the rental housing fund. And, you know, you do the math and you go, that fund's going to be exhausted pretty quickly. 
Uh, that's $265,000 a unit. So if all the other units cost that much, it'll be probably $2,000. Uh, sorry, 2,000 units uh, will be gone before, uh, by the time the fund is exhausted. Uh, premiers asked about that. They were asked about it. And they said, well, you know, we're using it for leverage. That's true, Simi. Um, the the fund seventy one million dollars is covering only part of the cost of buying uh, these two buildings. Uh, I mean, the, the intentions here are very, very good. But I know to the listener that half a billion dollars sounds like a lot of money. But in the BC housing market, even buildings as old as this, and they're forty years old, that's pretty expensive. $265,000 a unit just for that, $430,000 a unit for the whole package. It's clear this fund is going to need a top up very quickly unless the government is intending just this is going to be a drop in the bucket. Right. And this has been an ongoing issue for years now. The concern about these co-ops, which were very popular and most a lot of them built in the 1970s, right, with the help of the federal yeah. government. And now they're aging out. Yeah, you know, that's true, Simeon. I thought one of the most interesting things they said yesterday was these were purchased on a 41-year lease or a 40-year lease, and the, the time is up. Uh, but people are still living there. They're still very, very affordable. And the big issue for the, you know, for the people living there is, hey, they were looking at essentially losing their place. So, yes, there's a bunch of these in the province, and someone's going to have to step in and bail them out or they're not going to be affordable. And so I mean, the other issue is these are old buildings. They're 40 years old and we still live in them, but uh, there's going to be a, an increasing issue of maintenance and upkeep. And the premier was asked about that yesterday too, is, you know, will there be an ongoing subsidy to deal with the operating costs? Because if the operating costs aren't subsidized, the people living there are going to be looking at rent increases, and that, of course, means they won't be affordable anymore. Well, the premier said, no, this is one-time funding, no subsidies. Um, that gave me pause because the housing minister announced in the House last year that the government would be providing a million dollars a year for every 400 units to cover repair and upkeep. Of course, someone's got to do it. The tenants can't. So the premier was asked about that. And as I said to me, he said, no, no, no subsidies. So I asked the ministry and they confirmed, yes, yes. The government is providing a fund of $5 million over three years. So spread out. But when you drill down, it's about a million dollars for every 400 units they buy uh, to cover maintenance and upkeep. And they said in the press release, you're going to love this. They said, that's not a subsidy. Don't think of that as a subsidy. Oh, really? <laughs> and so yeah, I'm going, so we've got a consultation that didn't consult the public and a subsidy that isn't a subsidy. And I've got the words of Humpty Dumpty written, run, run, running around in my head. And he said, when I use a word, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. I've never heard Humpty Dumpty quoted on the radio before quite in that way, Vaughn. So congratulations on that one. Hey, we do the village people. We do Alice in Wonderland. We do, we do whatever suits the moment. We certainly do. Okay, so there's more to come on that one. Vaughn, thank you.
Bye-bye, Simi. That is Von Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. All right, found a way in, Simi, at cknw.com.